welcome to the Advance Your Art podcast, where we talk about the journey from artist to entrepreneur and everything in between. You've worked hard to hone your craft. Now take it to the next level with tips, techniques, strategies, and routines used by successful artists to grow their businesses and careers. Now, let's get started and have some fun with your host, Yuri Cataldo. live <laughs> hello adriana welcome back to the show how are you today hello yuri thanks for inviting me to be in the show again i'm very happy about that it's great on a friday it's very good to end uh, the week like this well uh <laughs> excellent I, I appreciate that thank you so we last chatted about a year ago so if the listeners are not familiar with their work your work, they should refer back to that episode. I will put a link in the show notes to that. So we'll skip over that part. But I want to know, so it's been a year since we last had this this chat. What have you been up to in 2018? Wow, in 2018, <laughs> I was at the third book of my series, Hidden Motives. Mm-hmm. I've released a brilliant game. I've been receiving some awards for the two first novels, and I start a fourth novel that is not part of this list. Uh, It's an independent book, another one. I hope to finish uh, till June or July. Wow, you've been really busy. And it's even more impressive because you're not a, at least, or maybe you are, you're not a full time author. Like you still have your, your day job as a lawyer, is that correct? Or have you switched yes, over? Yes, today, today I'm in Brazil's capital, Brasilia. Mm-hmm. I was in court until some hours ago. So <laughs> I'm still uh, working hard as a former client. I'm not a full, full-time author. Um, I have just some hours per day to write. Uh, but I love, I love to, to share my time between those activities. Uh, it's very good. Yeah. Law gives me ideas. <laughs> right. So that's, so actually before I talk about your, your, th- your past three books, I want to talk about your new book you're writing right now. Are you okay with chatting with it? Do you want to keep it? Yeah, sure. Sure. It's All great. Right. So, so what are you writing now? Okay, I'm writing another thriller. I love thrillers. I love mystery. Mm-hmm. Um, but this one is different because it happens between uh, First and Second World War. So it's been hard because it requires lots of research. Everything is seen I need to write. I need to research a lot in order to put my characters on the right period, doing the right thing thing for the moment so you know, both know uh, they have a touch of erotica sometimes more than a touch mm-hmm. but you can't do um, too much erotica in 1948 <laughs> so it's going to be a little bit different it's okay. going to have erotica for sure but it's much more mystery uh, than erotica okay mystery interesting so this is a, I've been wondering this. So I, 
I have been I have started reading your first book, which is it's it's very scintillating. And it's as I'm getting deeper into them, and I know that your other books kind of go off the same story, but even that in conjunction with your new book, where do your ideas come from for each of the, you know, like for the characters, for the storyline? I know you said you pull some of that from your work, but like, where do these ideas come from? Hard to explain because I have this. <laughs> mentioned that first in my mind was like a computer with thousand uh, windows open all mm -hmm. the time so from many many sources from observing people from talking to people uh, uh, for family friends of course my clients right. um, from books I've read uh, ideas that come to my mind whenever I'm watching a movie. Sometimes I'm watching a movie and I think, oh, that's so nice to add some murder in the store. Let's kill somebody. And <laughs> <laughs> I really can't explain because I, I'm, I have really a huge imagination. Okay. Uh, it's hard not to, not to be like that because... I use imagination to work, to defend my clients, and in everything. Uh, it's hard to say, but I believe it's from observation of everything that happens around me. Yeah. So what about writer's block? I don't know if we talked about this last time, but with someone you know, like yourself who has a huge imagination, always has ideas, do you ever find yourself when you're sitting down in front of the computer to be blocked suddenly and just you can't come up with a idea or a sentence or or is it because you're so imaginative that ideas just keep coming and you just keep things flowing i believe there are two things here i need in brazil to defend a client you have to write their story and to tell to the judges and you have a tight schedule for that so i can't wait for muses play in in my ears to develop a thesis and defend my clients. I have mm -hmm. to write, sim simply like that. Right. I, I brought that from law to writing. Every day I write a little bit, at least 5,000 words per morning, and I don't wait for muses. I'm thinking about a, a scene, and I start writing. The other day I'm going to read and I'm going to, oh, I was crazy. That's unbelievable. That was not good. I cut some parts. I brought this for a future book. Mm -hmm. But every day I try to post a little bit. Uh, I used to say inspiration is for amateurs. Uh, professionals uh, write and they just write. Okay. I, I, can't, I can't wait for inspiration. I just write, uh, and I believe that's that. You have an idea. When you start a book, uh, you have to have a main line. It's not like that. A book doesn't come uh, to your mind completely, but you know yeah. where you are going to start from and where you want to arrive. In the middle of that, it's work. It's research. Uh, it's uh, developing characters, developing emotions, dealing with all that. Mm -hmm. And trying to put to the paper whatever you say your characters are feeling. 
it's hard because whenever I try to, to write about emotions, even about sex, I try to experience in myself the, 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 the sensation feelings, mm -hmm. and I try to describe that to the paper. So it's pure uh, tell to the paper or to the computer screen uh, how I feel so I can put emotions to the characters. Yeah. I can't wait for inspiration. I just yeah. have to work and work and work. Some, some days they are not very good, my, my writing. <laughs> Others are better. And uh, it's just like everything in life. I just lead you to perfection. Yeah. So with your, as you're writing your book, how do you keep track of all the characters? And also, do you write in the book order or do you jump from scene to scene and then kind of put everything together? I'm just like a little frog. <laughs> <laughs> I jump from scene to scene. Sometimes I think, hey, another character would be great here. I, with my characters, I have a line that is very clear and became clear to me after my second book. It, it was natural. Mm -hmm. all, all my female characters are strong persons. They, they are very, very strong. They are tough. They can't fend for this, themselves. They are independent. And I didn't know uh, it was like that until a day during an interview, someone told me, your characters are very strong. You don't believe in weak women. <laughs> and so I realized all my, my women, my, my female characters are like that. Uh, they are independent. Mm -hmm. So from time to time, I just try to, to, to put another character, to have another idea and then uh, just not to be writing about just strong females all the time. But I prefer to write about strong females, of course. Right. And, of course, uh, one day I write a scene, and then I get tired from that character. I stop there, write about another one. It's, it's just like that. And then I put all together in the end. Okay. Interesting. So I want to talk about your awards. So there is a long list of the awards you've won, you know, Golden Book Awards from 2017, Book Excellent Awards, Independent Publisher Awards, um, Reader's Festival Awards, uh, and the finalist as an independent author. How, so as, as a, a new author onto the scene, how did you decide which of these awards to submit your book to? And I guess, I guess the first question I should ask is, do you submit your book to these awards or do they ask, or do they invite you in? How does that process work? And then how do you choose which ones to, to go to? When I wrote my first book, I just want to publish. Yeah. One day I was contacted through Facebook inbox that uh, I was reader choice for Golden Book, uh, Golden Book Award and I was a finalist. It was a surprise. Oh, wow. I never okay. thought about enrolling in a book contest until yeah. that moment. Okay. Then oh, I was so happy. I spread the news out on my social media. I was so happy to be a finalist of the award. And two months after that, they told me I got a golden medal. I was so happy I started to search for new contests. 
but uh, as I'm part of some authors association, I've, I try to, to look for serious compass because of the scar, there are some scams uh, on the compass fields. Yeah. Some compass, they just, uh, they just demand some money. You have enrolled, maybe you can win some medals. They're not serious. So sure. I try to, to obey their list for serious contests. Reader's favorite is one of the biggest literary literary associations. Independent Publish Award, it's very traditional, 12 or 15 years uh, in awards. And now the last one, I'm a Bragg Medallion author. Yeah. And Bragg yeah. Medallion is uh, in 10 countries. It's a huge thing and they are free to enroll. Oh, wow. So, yeah, it's very, it's to support, to really support independent authors. Mm -hmm. So it's very good. Yes, I enroll. I choose then by that list, uh, the, the authors association gave us and say, this is serious, this is a scam. They just want your money <laughs> and sure. things like that. Yeah. Main of all, because I, I can run everything. I have to choose. Prices mm -hmm. are in dollar. I live in Brazil. Your money costs four times mine. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> sure. So that does make things more expensive then, especially if they're in Yeah. Dollar. I have yeah. to be selective for good awards, for serious awards, and also for, for money. Okay, great. <laughs> so let's, So when you were last on the show, we talked about your first two books, which you released back to back. And then I believe later in 2018, you released your third book. Is that correct? Yes. Yeah. So, yes. Tell, so let's in talk March. about your third book. Yes. In March. Right. After this one came out. So, so how, so tell me about your third book and how did that go when you released it? Uh, my third book closes the trilogy. So hidden motives is over now. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's the key for the two first books. On the two first books, whenever you finish one of my books, you are going to be sure who the killer is. Then on the next book, you are not going to be so sure. <laughs> and the key is only to be given to the reader on the third book. It's really a book uh, to solve all puzzles. Okay. All puzzles that I put on the first book, uh, on the second book, uh, they have their answers just on the five last pages of the third book that presents us other mysteries because I can't. As a reader, I love to be surprised. Yeah. Whenever I read, I love surprises. I, I hate when I guess on the first five pages who the killer is, who is going to be the romantic pair, and who is going to marry us, home, kill someone. I hate that. Yeah, I love to be surprised. It's so hard. So uh, that's my my first motivation when I write to surprise the reader. I okay. want the reader to to say, "Hey, I know where she she this woman is going, where this woman is leading me," and then it's a false voice. Yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> it's all I love to do. And the yeah. third one, it's exactly like that. Oh, good. Well, I. I'm excited to finish reading all three books, and, and uh, now I know I will be surprised. With, so with the fact that you wrote a trilogy, 
did you plan on writing a trilogy from the beginning? Did it evolve into that? And then how do you keep track of everything between the three books? I wanted to write a novel, period. Okay. But if I should tell everything in one book, uh, it would have at least um, 1,200 pages, I believe. <laughs> so it was impossible. Okay. Uh, after a while, it was clear to me I had to cut at least two. Yeah. When I start to write the second one, same thing. I thought, no, I can't. I'm not going to throw everything here. I can't. It must be, well, I must write a third one. It was mm -hmm. not planned. But of course, I need to keep track of everything. So I have a list that I make of characters, what they do, where they live. Okay. Uh, things they are dressing from one scene to another because one day my editor uh, told me, Adriana, please check the scene. It seems her dress was blue. Two pages. <laughs> <laughs> it was because the day before when I wrote that scene, I was in love with blue. The other day blue was not my favorite color anymore. Sure. So you have to keep track of every detail. Yeah. Uh, and I do uh, a chronology. Uh, this character was born uh, there with uh, that age. He went to college. He did that and that. You have to do that. Okay. Uh, it's the dirty part of the job to do research and to keep files about everything so you're not going to get lost. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I get lost writing their names. Uh, a double N is replaced by a double T. You have to use a lot of the, 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 the character to pick things in the end, put the real name, try to find. And the good thing, it's not typewriter anymore. Computer helps a lot. Yeah. But uh, yes, you need to keep track of things. Yeah. So you speak multiple languages. When you write, what language do you write in? Uh, my first book was a mix. I started writing in Portuguese. Okay. I was not that confident in my English. I had a friend, a great friend, he's American, and he decided to help me to translate. After a while, he didn't want to translate anymore. He said I was too picky. Uh, I, I know English. I speak English. I knew what I wanted to say. Mm -hmm. And uh, he wanted change so we were discussing and he abandoned me he told me yeah. one day uh no 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 i'm tired of this i'm not going to pursue and i met my editor and my editor told me hey whenever you you write in english i clearly it's clear for me of course i need to correct your grammar some punctuation things yeah. like that but write in english so the second book uh, was born already in English. I write in English. Okay. And it represents another another problem because I didn't want to push about publishing in Brazil. I didn't want to mix my legal career. Yeah. And now I decided to do that. And uh, last year on the hugest Brazilian book fair in Sao Paulo. Uh, that is also the Brazilian hugest city. Mm -hmm. I've released my first book in Portuguese. Nice. Directed by me. 
translated by me because I don't trust other translators. <laughs> we used to call translators here in Brazil. Translators are traitors. Yeah. So <laughs> <laughs> I'm now trying with the time I have to translate the second one. Okay. Uh, it's hard. The readers who bought the first one are already asking me about the second one. And uh, I have to confess, I just translate 30 pages of 600. It's going to be a while. And I love new projects. So I'd rather to write a new book than translate it and learn. Yeah. I need I need more and more challenges always, but I'm going to do that. <laughs> sure. How so? Have you noticed your writing changing or evolving from book one to now book four? Yes, yes. You grow, you grow up uh, as a writer. Every book you write, yeah, things come easily. Uh, you know the way. You know how to research. Uh, you know how to create better scenarios. Uh, things flow better because it's like everything in life. Uh, first year as a lawyer was tragic. Mm -hmm. I'm on the uh, 28th year of my profession. It's much more easy and and things like are just like that. Yes, I've been progressing a lot. Yeah. Oh, that's good. That's good. If you would. So if, if you could start your first book again, would you write it in a different way or would you leave it alone and kind of keep it where it is as its own unique work of art? It's hard because I would change. Uh, if, I, I, if I don't stop, I'm always changing and I'm never going to publish yeah. <laughs> because I'm very hard on myself. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm, my, I'm my worst reviewer. I'm all like, no, that's not good. You need to be better, do better, do better, do better. But uh, better is the enemy of publishing. Right. Maybe right. I would do lots of different things, yes. But um, that's the way life is. You have to accept, and it's good. People are liking, I'm receiving some words, so I yeah. wasn't the right way. Yeah, no, no, that's, <laughs> that's great. So with your. With your, your writing career right now, and I know you're, again, you're writing your fourth book, but I'm, I'm automatically going to assume you will do like a fifth book and more on that. Are you, do you think you'll go back into more of like the romance uh, erotica section? Are you going to see how this fourth book goes and maybe stick in just the, the mystery and the crime section? Or, or where do you see your career as a writer evolving? Oh, don't misunderstand me, Yuri. Uh, it has sex in this first book. It does have, doesn't have orgies. Okay. At least for now, I didn't discover how to put an orgy. Maybe. Sure. Maybe. And I'm trying. I'm trying. I, I never intend to write erotic or thriller. I just wanted to write something. Yeah. yeah. And uh, it develops by itself. And I don't want to be attached to one genre. Okay. Um, of all because my books don't have one genre they are a mix of everything thriller mystery uh, psychological and erotica mm -hmm. uh, the multiple awards I, I received prove that I received awards for thriller for erotica for mystery for wild card <laughs> so, right 
<laughs> I, I, I don't intend uh, to be attached to one genre. I, okay. I want to let it flow. Um, I'm like that. It won't be me writing if I try to follow something. I try to follow my instincts about uh, telling a good story. That's my, yeah. my goal. Okay. I want to tell a good story. That's good. That's good. Well, like I said, so far, I'm, I'm still in the middle of book one, and, and it is a very interesting story so far. I, so I want to ask about, so we talked a little bit about your inspiration, and I know in our last interview, you mentioned that sometimes you pull from cases that you've come across or kind of worked on. If you had to pick like the weirdest case or the weirdest bit of real life inspiration you pulled for your book, what would that be? Um, my worst case was one of my last family cases. Mm -hmm. I promise with that case, I would never work with family issues anymore. Yeah. I'm too Italian. I'm a hundred percent Italian blood. Yeah. You see, I just speak with my hands. If right, I exactly. my hands, I can. So I'm passionate about yeah. everything. And whenever I, I use it to work with family uh, cases, I, I, get, I got too involved. I used to suffer a lot. And okay. I have one, one very ugly case. And Lara's story comes a lot from that ugly oh. case. Okay. Yeah. And uh, it was hard for me to deal with that. It was a case that lasts 10 years to be solved. And a lot of Lara comes from that case. Okay. Uh, so it was the worst. I needed to write uh, to put that outside of my chest, I believe. Sure. Okay. Because a lot. Uh, show me justice. Uh, sorry, justice showed me uh, it it doesn't exist a real justice on that case, and things didn't work out very well for all involved people. Yeah, there are no no winners when you put father, mother, and kids in the middle. Yeah, they are yeah. just losers. And I didn't want that anymore, but I use it a lot in my story. Okay, sure. And so, so I decided to go Kukla. Uh, it's much more uh, interesting, and it's colder. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely. With so with your current books right now, have you? How have you been marketing them, or have you? been fortunate so that you haven't because of the fact that they have been winning awards and been featured in many places that you don't have to focus on that as much unfortunately that doesn't exist for an independent author okay. you need to market your you need to write uh, you need to market your books uh, you need to show your books everywhere i was yeah. always a very discreet uh, person I didn't like to talk much about my work. I never did a publicity about law. Okay. Uh, it's all my clients recommend me for others. I never had to say, hey, buy my, my, my work, I'm great. No, and now I'm doing exactly that. I go to <laughs> social media and they say, hey, buy my book. Have this author to succeed. 
Mother Gray, they're receiving an award. And it's very hard to me to do that. I had okay. to fight a lot against all that I believe to do that. Yeah. But if I don't do, they are not going to sell. Of course, I have professional help. I have uh, a wonderful author in the United States, Barry Maxwell Ivy. You know him. He's mm -hmm. wonderful. He helps my, helps me a lot with interviews. And so I have Catherine Tausmilio, another author. She spreads my work because she has that great heart. I have people in Brazil uh, who helps me for almost nothing because they believe in me. They think one day this guy is going to, to go somewhere and I, I'm investing. So, but uh, the, the tough job I do all by myself. So yeah. this week I couldn't be in social media because I had lots and tons of legal work right. to do. But usually I'm on social media, Twitter, Instagram, uh, Facebook. I didn't know Twitter existed before I published <laughs> my novels. And uh, it was a surprise when my editor asked me, what are you going to do to promote your books? Like, How come? It's yeah. not just to put them on Amazon, and they, in, on Amazon, they're going to sell themselves. To them. No, Christ's sake, they are going to be for God and forever, you, right. you have to show them. It was a surprise, but especially I use social media. Okay. It's very effective. Yeah. Do you plan on doing any book tours um, anytime soon, either to promote the third book or the fourth book, whenever it is you finish? Uh, I hope so. Uh, I have to travel to the United States. I've been in my own book, book fair. Yeah. Last year, uh, I was in New York during this huge fair they have. I hope this year I'm going to do the same. And maybe I will receive other awards and I have uh, to collect them in the United States yeah. and other places. I'm doing that uh, right now because I need to promote uh, my, my book in Portuguese. Okay. And always uh, the time I have, I have to do all that. That's right. the reason I just raise dogs. I don't have kids. <laughs> sure, I I totally understand that. So so now that you're you know a seasoned author on your fourth book, what are some things that you know now that you wish someone would have told you when you were writing the first book? Uh, first of all, don't trust people too much. Um, and I should have known that as a lawyer because yeah. lawyers don't trust anybody. And suddenly as an author, I was trusting people. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was very, very disappointed by my first, first publisher. I had a huge problem. I was a published author, regularly yeah. published by a publisher. Mm -hmm. uh, I can't tell the name because I have this confidentiality agreement, but I have to hire to defend another lawyer because I needed someone to defend my rights in the United States. So yeah. I hired this wonderful lawyer. Nowadays, I feel very protected whenever I need uh, to do something. Yeah. I always uh, hire him. I ask for his help. I'm not going to try to be a lawyer in another country anymore. Uh, so uh, don't trust people. Don't be too enthusiastic for the first propositions to publish your book. 
Mm-hmm. It's much better to go independently than a bad publisher. Okay. So that that was that was a great lesson. Uh, another lesson uh, that I really wanted to know is how hard it is to make people to believe in your work. Uh, people are very judgmental. Whenever yeah. I used to say, "Oh, erotica, erotica," they Oh, the first question is, oh, it's another Fifty Shades. You say, oh, my God. <laughs> no. And you try to explain and explain and explain. And people just want to know it's Fifty Shades or if it's not Fifty Shades. <laughs> so, they are very judgmental. Nowadays, they don't ask that anymore. But in the beginning, uh, it was very difficult. Yeah. And uh, how to deal with bad reveals. Mm. And bad reviews will happen. Yeah. Uh, fortunately, I have at least 80% of five-star reviews on Amazon and Goodreads. Yeah. But I have one one-star bad review <laughs> that I still have problems to accept. <laughs> because it was so mean. So yeah. mean. <laughs> My book says, uh, on the the on the on that uh, small part that now doesn't come the name for me yeah. in English that uh, you see when you buy your books on Amazon it says it contains sex so the person buys the book that says it contains sex you're going from swing house from New York to Paris and he writes that uh, that book is about sex my God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so that's so it's interesting that that like one negative review out of 600 is the one that bothers you the most and it's also the one where it's like it's not even a critique of your writing it's that the person who purchased it didn't understand or didn't read close enough because you know i mean granted i have been speaking with you but in just reading like the back of your book it is very clear that your books do contain uh, adult themes and sex. So for for them just to click on that and go, well, I had no idea what I was buying, that's naive on their part. So it's interesting that that's like the one thing that still kind of bothers you. <laughs> there is a big problem. People buy books by the cover sometimes, oh, okay. many, many times. Yeah. Many, many times you see a beautiful cover and uh, the artist does that, does the cover my covers she does very well she's great they, they really uh, great uh, i love them and i i think sometimes by because oh what a beautiful cover and they don't check what they are buying just because yeah. they want that cover and so uh, it's for it serves for people and for books read something first and you're not going to be deceived and you're not going to kill the author in the end. <laughs> <laughs> right. So that's an interesting observation about judging a book by its cover. So would you then, if you could do it over again, would you change your book cover so they were a little more, I don't know, sexy? Or do you like No, the- no, 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 no. <laughs> no, I love uh, this closet door. I yeah. love the mystery. I don't love a couple kissing and things like that on the cover. Yeah. Uh, it's for you to, to open the door. It's yeah. for you to open the locket. 
And I, I just like that. I like them to keep the mystery. Uh, uh, mystery is is the one of the beautiful things in, in life. If you could predict everything, if you can have tips and hints of every every step of the way, why you are going to live? Live uh, the the good thing in living is the surprises life presents to you. It's the yeah. same for a book. Yeah, exactly. So I, <laughs> I think that is a fantastic way to kind of sum up our interview that the mystery is the exciting part of life. So again, Adriana, thank you so much for chatting with me today. If the listeners would like to buy your books or see more of your work, where should they go to do that? On, on Amazon, they can find my books on my webpage. I'm positively are going to put the link to that here. Yeah. And I'm on Facebook. They can chat to me. I always answer. Uh, my books contain my personal email. They can send me email. I love, I love to receive email from readers. Yeah. Uh, sometimes they complain about character. Other times they, they say they love my, my work. I love. So, uh, main of all my books are on Amazon, on Barnes and Noble, and on all those online sites. They have print and ebook version, but mainly Amazon. Excellent. Well, again, I encourage listeners to go out and buy your books. I'm in the middle of them right now, and they are very exciting. So they should go out, read them. And I didn't know that you put your email address, so they should also reach out to you and let them let you know their thoughts, which should be great. I can't answer on the same day. I don't promise that, but I'm going to right. <laughs> right. Perfect. Perfect. Well, again, thank you so much. I appreciate your time. Thank you, Yuri, for having me again. It was a pleasure to talk to you. Sure. My pleasure. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Advance Your Hour podcast. If you like this episode, please go into iTunes and give us a five-star rating. And while you're there, hit the subscribe button so that every single time I release a new episode, it will go directly to you without even thinking about it. If you're interested in hearing older episodes, please go to AdvanceYourArt.com where you can find the catalog of everything I've done so far, as well as contact information and projects I'm working on. Thank you again, and have a great day.